0: So uh, I want you to just imagine for just a moment that you get a phone call and it's Jesus who calls you and he tells you that he's got something important he wants to talk to you about but he wants you to meet him at a restaurant. He's going to pay for dinner. You're just going to go and he just got some things he wants to talk to you about. Now, your first impulse, I would think, would be, Dude, that's really awesome. Jesus called me and he wants to talk to me. He's got some stuff to talk to me about. This sounds great, and then you start really thinking about you. Jesus called me. He wants to talk to me. He's got stuff to think to talk to me about. Huh? Man, I've really messed up lately. I've yelled at my kids way too much, and um, I haven't. You know, I've kind of cut some corners at work, and. I really hadn't read my Bible in a long time, and man, I really, I've just made some horrible life choices. And I know everything's, you know, I'm supposed to handle things well, but man, I just feel like I'm not handling everything great. Why would Jesus want to talk to me? If most of us are honest, that's probably where things would at least venture there. And so imagine here you are, you walk across the restaurant, and there he's waiting for you at the table, and you start imagining if, if, the things that you think he's going to say, because you know you. And you know where you've been, you know what you've done, you know what you're thinking, you know what you thought. And so you start thinking, oh, this is going to go bad. I can, I can hear it now. I'm really disappointed in you. What, what were you thinking? What were you thinking? You know, this time, this time, you've really, you've gone too far this time. You've really let me down this time. You know, if you just love me, you just stop doing that. You know, these conversations, I'm, I'm really getting tired of dealing with this. You know what I think? I think maybe it's time for us to kind of go our separate ways. And I'm just going to, we're going to take a break for a while. And I'm still your friend, but I think, I think our relationship's going to change. It would be really easy for us to start thinking that way. Because we know who we are, we know what we've done, we know where we've been. And what would Jesus have to say to someone like me, knowing where who I am? But the truth is, if that were to happen, I think the conversation would go something like this. You're walking across the table, the, all these scenarios are, are in your mind, you sit down, you're shaking because you're nervous. And he says, hey, I'm just glad you came, I just want you to know that this... I just want you to know I love you. I just want you to know that I'm with you. I just want you to know that I know where you've been. I know what you've done. And I'm not going anywhere. I'm, I'm here. I'm here for you. I will never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I will be with you no matter what. Now, I think if, if we're honest, if you got over the shock of having dinner with Jesus, to hear Him say something like that, it would be kind of shocking, wouldn't it? Because nobody talks to us that way. Because for the most part, when people know what we've done and where we've been and what we're doing, that's when you start having those, I'm really disappointed. You, know, I, I'm, I, you just you just keep messing up. And it's easy for us to think that Jesus is a disillusioned parent. Disgruntled Savior. That, that he's just this, that there's got to be a point in time I mean, we're made in, his, in God's image, right? We're made in the image of God. And we get tired of people. We get tired of dealing with people's mess. I wonder if Jesus gets tired of dealing with mine. I wonder if he gets to a point where he just goes, I've just had enough. And so what we're going to do for the next few weeks is talk about what might happen if Jesus had dinner with you. The things he might say to us. And what we're going to talk about today is, it seems a little shocking, not that he would ask us to do it, but that we live in a culture that this seems impossible. And I think maybe as you're sitting there and he's kind of eased your mind, he says, look, I, just, here's, I came to talk to you about a few things. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to hit the pause button on your life. I just want you to hit the pause button. I want you to, to slow down. Now, I can hear Jesus say that, but I can hear me go, do you know my schedule? Do you know what i got going on? You see, we live in a world where we have been programmed to believe if you're not busy, you're not doing something. If, if you're, if, if, you know, I don't know that old, my grandma, idle hands, you know, devil's workshop. Sometimes, grandma, hands just need to be idle. I'd say that to her one time. I never said it again. But I said it once. I didn't have the guts to say it a second time. Because she didn't really like my answer, but the truth is, sometimes we don't need to be busy. We don't. We, what we do is this: we cram so much into our schedule. We cram so many things: our stuff, spouse's stuff, kids' stuff, parents' stuff grandkid stuff. We cram all these things to our schedule, and the old joke is, you're coming, you're going, and you don't realize, sometimes you get to the parking lot, and you sit in the car, and you go, "No, wait a minute. Did I just get here? Or have I been here? And you laugh, until you're in the parking lot going, now what am I here for? Now, and what's really bad and I bet you've been here, is when you're sitting in the parking lot and, you, and you're getting out of your car and you realize you're supposed to be two other places at the same time. But because you've crammed all this stuff in your schedule, because we can handle it, right? I mean, we got this. Which, by the way, those words, those words get more people in trouble than anything else. We got this. But that's kind of how we think. So on top of this, we've got the realities of life. Life is cruel sometimes. Circumstances can be devastating. But we just carry on and carry on and carry on and we push forward. And here's the deal. It's really simple. Most people live their lives at a pace that is absolutely unsustainable and absolutely unbiblical. Absolutely unbiblical. You were not created to go, 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 go. Go to the point where you can't go no more, but that's what we do. And so I think if Jesus sat down at the table with us, he would just say, "Well, just hit the pause button." And here's the question that I would ask: How am I supposed to do that? What am I supposed to do? And so, luckily for us, he gives an answer, and this is going to kind of be our theme for the next few weeks. So in Matthew chapter 11, uh, Jesus says these words. Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. Against the backdrop of a culture that's moving at breakneck speed, And so we have two things going on. We're moving at an unsustainable pace and we're also kind of in this current that's moving away from God. And we're trying to not get caught up in that too. So we're trying to do the things we're supposed to do. But yes, culture's taking us further and further away from God. Jesus says, well, here's the answer. Just come hang out with me. Just just stop. And just be with me. So Jesus invites... The hungry, the tired, the weary, the exhausted, to just stop and hit the pause button. And so, what we're going to do today is kind of kick this series off is we're going to we're going to kind of break this, this thing down here. So Jesus says, the first thing he says, "Come to me, come to me." That's where it starts. Now, in the you'll notice in the Bible, Jesus is always inviting people to be with him, right? Now, we're familiar with that. We invite people to do stuff all the time, right? We might, you might invite someone to go to a movie with you. You might invite someone to go to dinner with you. You might invite someone to come over and hang out and play games. Invite someone to go on vacation with you. Invite someone, well, I guess it depends on who you're inviting. But anyway, uh, invite people to, you know, to go on the w- away for the weekend. We invite people to do stuff all of the time. But when we invite someone to do something, it's not, "Hey, hey, just come. Let's just go to the house. What are we gonna do? Nothing? What do you mean nothing? I can do nothing at home. What are we gonna do? We're just gonna hang out. What do you mean we're gonna hang out? What are we gonna talk about? Nothing. Now, for some of y'all, y'all are like that's like for me that's a dream weekend. For my wife, that ain't gonna happen. So Jesus says, "Come to me." And so here's the difference. We invite people to come and do something. Right? That's what we do. We invite people to come and go somewhere. Jesus invites us just to come and be somewhere. That's it. Just to come and be somewhere. So I, I, I came across this years ago, and I don't know who said it. Uh, I, I really don't remember where it came from, but I'm going to read this to you. Because this is the reality. When you think of the Jesus who says, look, here's the deal. Whatever you got going on, just, just come be with me. So I came across this statement about Jesus years ago, and I think it's really fitting, because it, it says this. So when you think about Jesus in this invitation, just He says, whatever's going on in your life, just come to me. He says this. Either Jesus is the most self-centered person who ever walked the face of the earth, or or He is the answer to every prayer and fulfillment of every human life. Now think about that. So when Jesus says, whatever you got going on, come to me, either he's the most self-centered human being who ever walked the planet, and we know that's not true, or he is truly the answer to every prayer and the answer to the fulfillment of every need in your life. So when Jesus says, come to you, it's not out of arrogance. It is out of, I have something for you. And what I have for you is me. And and what you get out of, of coming to me is just, being with me. For some of us, this is really difficult. There are a lot of people who tell me in life, you know, I, I, I want to spend time with God and I want to read my Bible, but, but you know, i got so much things to do it's kind of like a checklist. Well, God's not a checklist. And time with Him is not something you just check off and you check on. Now, I don't care if you spend five minutes, 20 minutes, two hours, whatever you want to do is between you and the Lord, but what I know is that Jesus is the answer to whatever you're dealing with in life. Whatever you have going on, He's the answer. He is the, whatever, however you think you need to be fulfilled, He fulfills us. He is the answer to every prayer, fulfillment of every human need. And coming to Him is not about checking off do's and don'ts. It's about just coming. And Americans have a really hard time with that. So, he says, come to me, but then he breaks it down he says, he calls those who are weary. Now, what we like to do is this. We invite people to do stuff when they get their act together, right? That's what we do. I can't tell you how many times through the years, I can't tell you how many times in the past couple months, I've invited someone to church and they said something like this, you know, you go to church somewhere, no. Well, once you come visit, well, here, you know, got a lot going on. And when I get my act together, when I get my stuff right, then I'll, I'll, I'll come. Okay. And I always want to say, how's that going for you? If I waited to get my act together to come, I guess I'd still be living at 114 East Chandler Street, Carrollton, Georgia, 30117, and hope my mom hadn't kicked me out of the house by now. If I'm just waiting for, to get my act together. You see, that's what we do. We we invite people to do stuff. Well, you know, I, I would I would ask them to come, but they got some stuff to work through. You know, I, it'd be great. Let's go, let's ask, let's invite someone and so Well, yeah, you know, they got that thing going. You see, that's what we do. And we invite people when they get their act together, or we accept an invitation when we think we get our act together. But with Jesus, it's different. Here's who he calls. Jesus calls messed up, broken people, people worn out by life, people at the end of the rope, people whose dreams have been squashed, people who are too weak to take another step, people who are just struggling with this unbearable burden in life. Imperfect, flawed people. That's who Jesus calls. He doesn't call you to come when you get your act together. He calls you to come to get your act together. See, that's the difference. Come to me if life has worn you out. Come to me. Now, we think of this word weary and we think of exhaustion, right? I mean, that's kind of what we think. If you've, maybe you've been so sick that you've been exhausted or you've gone too far, done so much that you've been exhausted, right? But Jesus calls people who are spiritually exhausted that life has just crushed them in their spirit to come to me and the thing that we need to understand is that sometimes we just need to stop. I don't know if you if you know this but years and years ago I did some research for a sermon series I was working on and I, and I researched people who climbed Mount Everest. And so here's the deal, when you climb Mount Everest, it's, it's in a nutshell. This is the simplistic version. You climb, you climb, you climb, you stop. You rest. You go back down, you rest, and then you climb, 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 climb. You stop, you rest, you drop, you rest, and you climb. And what I learned is these people who've taken on this climb understand that you can't push your body to physical exhaustion. When you're exhausted, you're dead. When you are physically exhausted, it's too late for you. When you're dehydrated, it's too late for you. And so what you have to do is push, 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 almost to the breaking point, and you just got to stop. And you just shut down. You set up base camp, and you rest. And then, before you climb, you drop to acclimate, and then you climb again. See, they understand you can't just go, 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 and go. And we can't go, 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 and go in our lives. And Jesus says, look, you stop doing that. This pace that you're living your life on has ex- is wearing you out, not just physically, not just mentally, but spiritually. It is crushing you. But he also invites us to do something else. He invites us to take his yoke. And we're going to read about that in just a second. Now, in South Georgia, we're, we're preaching to the choir about yokes, right? I mean, y'all, y'all, y'all got this, right? And if you don't, talk to Howard. He'll explain it to you, all right? So, you know, yokes are a really cool thing. And back in the day, uh, with Jesus, you know they'd use these yokes and they're usually on oxen. And they'd yoke them, uh, these ox together to plow their fields so they would move in the same direction, right? Now, in the day of Jesus, the Pharaoh, if you were a rabbi, you had a yoke. And your yoke were your rules and regulations. So, in rabbinic history, in the time of Israel, there were two rabbis, only two rabbis, who went out and recruited disciples. And Jesus was one of them. All the rest of them you would go to a rabbi and you'd go, I want to be your follower, and they would present their yoke. And their yoke are their rules and regulations and their rituals, the things you had to do. In other words, if you're going to be my disciple, you have to do this and do that, and you can't do this and you can't do that. It was, in other words, if you really want to follow me, there's going to be a burden. And I'm going to place a burden on you. And we're going to be tied together. And even though most rabbis could not fulfill their own yoke, they expected their followers to do just that. So the yoke of a rabbi was this heavy burden, except for one. Except for one. His yoke was different. And this is what Jesus says in verse 29. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear... And the burden I give you is light. In other words, when we come to Jesus for rest, when we're weary, he says, here's the deal. You're weary because you're carrying these burdens in life that you were never created to carry. And I'll bet you there's some folks carrying some burdens today. And you're carrying stuff around, and, and it's just weighing you down. And I'm here to tell you, you weren't created to carry those burdens. We're not equipped to do that. You know, I've been joking with Terry, uh, these girls coaching soccer with these girls. I coached boys for three years. And there's a big difference in in dealing with boys and dealing with girls. We all know that. And one day I just looked at him and said, dude, I'm not equipped for this. 22 girls, I am not. God didn't make me. He gave me one daughter for a reason. Sometimes, sometimes, we think that we've got to carry our the burdens of everyone around us. We're carrying. Ours we're carrying, our kids we're carrying, our spouses we're carrying, our parents, we're carrying our grandkids. I mean we we're lugging them around and we wear and we carry them like a badge of honor. What we learn from Jesus is we weren't created to carry burdens. He didn't make us to 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 go through life weighed down. He wants us to go through life freed. So he says, here's my yoke. My yoke is really simple. Whatever you got in your life, give it to me. That's my yoke. My yoke is not to put a burden on you. My yoke, the yoke of Jesus, is to take the burden off of you and put it on him. That's his yoke. It's to make life tolerable and easy and manageable. And that's why he went to the cross. The ultimate sign of the yoke of Jesus is when he took the burden of our sins on himself. And because of that, I can tell you this. If you're a Christian, you're holy. You're not holy because you made yourself holy. You're holy because Jesus makes you holy. And you have value. And you have value because you're awesome. We have value because Jesus gives us value. And we've discovered that when we stop, we go to him, and we just lay our burdens on him. And the reason we do all that is for the last thing he talks about. And this, He says, I will give you rest. Sometimes, you just need to take a break. I have, on a handful of times in my life, pushed myself to the point to where all I wanted to do was crawl in bed and sleep. And that's what I did. Crawled in bed, and I slept. Because sometimes, you just need to Rest. Now, I'm going to tell you there's two ways to do a vacation. There's my way and the wrong way. Okay, so let me explain to you the right way to do a vacation. Okay, here's, how, here's what you should do when you go on vacation. Because I see people, if you're stressed out on vacation, you are not doing it right. If you've got problems on vacation, you are not doing it right. If you're worried about stuff, you are not doing it right. Here's how you do vacation. You take your phone... And you find that button on the side. And you push it until the screen goes dark. You put your phone down, and you pick it up when you go home. That's how I do vacation. I turn it on once a day, check messages. Here's what I don't do. And I've said this every place I've been. Um, last summer, we went on vacation for two weeks. It was so awesome. I think we're going to do it again. It was kind of a transition from where we were to, to come in here. But you know what I discovered? burdens you can dump off when you don't answer <coughs> text messages, emails, take phone calls, deal with problems. You go, And people go, oh, wait a minute, what well, something happens? You know, I'm not so indispensable. Someone can't fix what's broken when I'm not around. Okay? I'm not that. And I just disconnect. Occasionally post things on Facebook. I've learned the value of doing that. But other than that, I just I just disconnect from the world. I see people on their phones doing emails and working. And I'm like, what are y'all doing? I'm working. I got a friend who works on vacation. Sits on the beach. She's an accountant. She works. I'm like, honey, you ain't doing it right. This is a place where you rest. But here's the thing. No matter if you go on vacation for one week, two weeks, three weeks, and if you do it the right way and you just dump everything, you know what happens when you, when you get home? got to pick it all back up. Right? So people say, why bother dumping it off? And here's my problem. Because I had just two weeks apiece. Here's the thing with Jesus. When we put our burdens on Him, He does not expect us to pick them up again. They're not there waiting for us. He takes them off of us. And He will not give them back to you. So if you are exhausted, because this life is hard, if you are living at a breakneck speed, if you're trying to cram all these things into your life that just aren't fitting, and you're trying to figure out why you're tired and grouchy all the time, Jesus invites you to come to Him and do nothing but lay your burdens at His feet. And just be with Him. Whatever your burden is, Jesus will take it. I love the way the message says it. Are you worn out? Are you tired, worn out, burn out on religion? Come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. I love that part. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforth rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. And that's how Jesus wants us to live, freely and, lightly, and that is burden free. So here's the question. Because this is tough. And, I, and this is something people. You have to learn to do. Do you have the courage. To take your burdens. And trust them with Jesus. And then let go. That's the question. Because that's what Jesus would say to you if he were sitting at a table across from you. Lord, we are um, are so good at convincing ourselves that we have to do things that we are not equipped to do. We are so, so really good at convincing ourselves that we are indispensable in this life. We are so good at convincing ourselves we are much more important than we really are. We are so good at convincing ourselves that we can carry anything and everything. And what we forget is not about what we think we can do. It's about what you want for us. And what you want for us is to take our burdens and lay them on your shoulders. That's what the cross was all about. to Take our pain and lay it at your feet. And then just trust you. That's what you want from us. Lord, I know, my friends, that we are, many of us are carrying some stuff around. And all you want us to do is dump it off. You just want us to dump it off. I pray that you'll give us the courage to, to, to dump our junk. And then they'll let you carry the weight of it. To learn to live freely and lightly. Pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you stand now? We're going to have a time of decision. Uh, if you, uh, this morning, you talked to someone about your next step of faith, would you do that now as we sing?
1: Daniel Griffin texted me this morning and said he was at the hospital checking on his wrist. He had gotten beaten up so badly on the tennis court that it hurt his wrist, evidently. That was his brother-in-law that did that to him, so if you see him, make sure you poke fun at him about that. But anyway, uh, I think it's interesting today as we come around the Lord's table that uh, we just uh, heard about a hypothetical dinner with Jesus because that's exactly what we have the opportunity to do Today, as we come around the Lord's table, it's a time where we can have that communion, that, that dinner with our Father. That we can have an opportunity because what He wants to know from us today is what He wants to know from us always: what's going on with you. Come to Me, ye who are weary, and I will give you rest. So as we come around the table this morning, let us celebrate that fact and let us take an opportunity to to have dinner with God as we come around the Lord's table this morning. Amen. Come.